there's three things that we are all dealing with that tend to rob us pretty much on a daily basis. Fear, doubt, and lack. So all three of those, I would say, are robbing us pretty much every day. And by the way, they have the same impact as somebody stealing your car, stealing something of sentimental value from in your house, um, stealing whatever. It has the same type of impact. So number one, fear is robbing you of doing something a second time. Doubt is robbing you of starting and lack is robbing you of more. I have a question. So have you, have you ever seen a robbery? Have you ever like witnessed the robbery? Have you ever been the one that's being robbed? Um, so what, what's, what's that been like? Um, for you, you ever seen one? I've actually seen, I've seen them happen. And the one time or two times that I personally have been robbed was actually, uh, I wasn't there at the moment, but one of them was my car. Um, and the other one was my apartment. So those are the two times that I can say like coming home, stuff broken into, you know, going back outside, my car got broken into stuff like that. Right. But, um, it's an interesting thing that happens when you get robbed. First off, you, we all walk around like that just isn't going to happen to us. Not that we should be walking around fearful. I'm just saying like, you're just living your days and you don't expect like when you're leaving your job to walk to your car in the parking lot and your window's broken out or it's not there, or, you know, you come home and, you know, somebody's busted a window. Like no one thinks that though about those things, but they do happen. Um, and unfortunately when they do happen, um, it creates some, a bit of man, like a, like a, a moment of anxiety, a moment of, 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 uh, looking over your shoulder, right? <laughs> it, it creates these moments. And those moments last for however long, you know, they last for us. Some people, they kind of get over it after a few days. Um, for some people, it might last for a few months, right? Because there might've been certain things that might've got stolen that were sentimental value. Um, or you just feel like, you know what? They last long enough and they force people to actually move right? Or whatever the case may be. But there's actually a particular robbery that I have been noticing uh, that happens more frequently. This isn't one that is physical, but I will say it has a physical impact. And I, and I want to say um, there's three things that we are all dealing with that tend to rob us pretty much on a daily basis. Fear, doubt, and lack. So all three of those, I would say, are robbing us pretty much every day. And by the way, they have the same impact as somebody stealing your car, stealing something of sentimental value from in your house, um, stealing whatever. It has the same type of impact. I, let me kind of explain and then I'll kind of break down a couple of things. And I want to give you some ways and some things that you can think about to do now for next year, 
or that you can start implementing now so that you can walk into next year the right way. So number one, fear is robbing you of doing something a second time. Doubt is robbing you of starting and lack is robbing you of more. I'm gonna say that again. Fear is robbing you of a second time. Doubt is robbing you of starting and lack is robbing you of more. So in my personal life, um, there's been something that I've noticed, right? And this is just personal to me. Maybe it didn't apply to you. Maybe you've never dealt with this. Maybe you've never even seen this in your life. And that's fine if you haven't. But I know for me, um, I personally have been in many financially stressful situations where I've been conditioned to believe or I've I boxed myself in, I will say, to a point that what I have is something's going to pop up, right? Like I'm waiting, as they would say, old people would say, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like everything can't be this good, but for so long, you know, some people will say, oh, um, this is how people around you rob you of a moment, right? Things are going good. You had something really good happen to you. And then somebody walks by and whispers, it don't last forever. And all of a sudden now you get robbed of the moment of just being happy that something good happened to you finally. Right. It, there's these things that rob us every single day. And sometimes they are coming from other people and you don't notice it, but they're in the small things that some people say. Right. Maybe you, you know, you, you sold a house at your first real estate transaction, or maybe, you know, you, you sold your car finally, or maybe you, you know, invested in that, you know, thing or something that good happened to you. And somebody walks by and is like, don't last forever. Don't count your chickens before they hatch and all that old crazy garbage that people say to people. Right. And what you never stop to think about is, hmm, how did that impact me? What is that robbing me of right now? Right. So let me give you these three again. Fear is robbing you of a second time. Doubt is robbing you of starving, starting and lack is robbing you of more. Let's start with the first one. Hey, I know you're enjoying this episode and I want to say thank you. But if you're like the people that I know and I think I know you pretty well, you're actually enjoying this. And there's other people like you who would like to know that this is something that you pay attention to. So guess what? I need you to hit the subscribe button but also hit the notifications bell. So that way you always know when we're dropping something new, but also, also, which is more important, share this with somebody that you know is interested in this type of conversation and content, because I guarantee you will add a level of understanding and communication that you probably are looking for from those individuals anyway. And the other cool part is you all will be learning together. So go ahead and subscribe, hit the notifications bell now. And guess what? You constantly be reminded of when we drop new content, like what you're watching right now. Let's get back to the episode. I know personally for me, and you can tell me if this has ever happened to you before, I have done things that I have failed at. Anybody ever had that happen before? Like I did something and I failed at it. I didn't just fail. I failed miserably. Um, I failed at sports. I failed in relationships. I failed with money. I failed with friends. I failed with handling situations and conflict, right? 
I failed. I failed in a lot of different ways. And when I failed, it it created a um, an imaginary boundary in my mind in the way I would do things to where I wouldn't want to go that route a second time. Right. So let's say um, I might have invested. I remember a business that I invested in one time. Right. It was and 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 it was I thought it was going to be great. Right. And I started I, I paid my money, money I really didn't have. But, hey, it sounded great. I went ahead and paid my money and invested in it. The business fell off terribly. Not only did the business fall off terribly, when I invested in it, I had already started telling other people about it and all these other things and nothing came of it. In fact, part of the reason why it failed was because of the character of the people that I was working with. And I found out some ugly things and I just I stopped. Right. And it failed so bad. And then I was like, oh, OK, I'll never do that again. Right. And I kept focusing on traditional forms of maybe, you know, get a second job or whatever. Like right? I just I didn't want to fail again by giving my hard earned money somewhere in hopes that something would happen. Right. Whatever that something was, doesn't matter what it is, but you could be investing in, you know, yourself. Right. And maybe you, you know, you started working out and you're like, well, two months in, nothing changed. So now you don't want to pay for that gym membership or you don't want to pay for your trainer or whatever the case may be. Right. Whatever that thing is. But what happens is, is the fear of losing the fear of being wrong, the fear of other people, the fear of setback, the fear of embarrassment, the the self-fulfilling prophecy of a fear of like, I knew I shouldn't have started this in the beginning and now it's all going wrong, all this other stuff, right? The problem with that is, is that in our lifetimes, that same opportunity might pop up again, just in a different form. And because 10 years ago, 20 years ago, five years ago, it didn't work out, you let fear rob you of doing it a second time, right? Easiest one everybody can relate to is relationships, right? Of course, many people, and you you know this, like you're around people, they always have a negative story about the relationships they're in. They're dating this person or they've been over here and ain't no good men. And this brother over here saying ain't no good women. And I'm like, man, could y'all two meet? Because clearly whatever you think is supposed to be out there ain't out there, right? But people always say they've gotten in this relationship. Oh, and this was terrible. And this was terrible. And this was terrible. And then all of a sudden they just don't want to try anymore. So now here they've gone 10 years of life desiring to be in a good, healthy relationship, but because 10 years ago, somebody did something wrong to them, they refuse to try a second time. So then we make excuses for why we won't try a second time, right? Oh, well, I went for that promotion before. It didn't work out. Well, how long ago was that? Well, uh, it was about six years ago and you know, ain't nothing changed. But every single person in that same department is now gone. It's a whole brand new group of people. But yet you won't go after that promotion because of what happened to you six years ago. And sometimes I think what, what we don't ever stop to ask ourselves is, okay, if fear is so powerful, that fear is literally robbing you from the moment you open your eyes and wake up in the morning. You know how we know? 
Because if you ever found yourself in a conversation and somebody's asking you about something and everything you have to point back to is something in the past, I'm not saying you don't learn from things, but I think what we've got to do is learn how to take the learnings and reapply it to the same opportunity. Okay, you went out and did your first real estate deal. You lost money. That was four years ago. And now you don't want to try to do real estate again because I lost money four years ago. But what you're not willing to do, which is what we should be doing, is apply the learnings from the failure to the second time. And I guarantee you will probably do a little better. But a lot of times what we do is we let fear rob us of the second time. And so now, instead of you getting better at that same opportunity, that thing that you're passionate about, you make excuses for why you just won't keep going. You tell yourself all kind of wild things. And then unfortunately, you fizzle out and you make all the people around you right instead of proving yourself right, that it was worth fighting for, okay? Second one, doubt is robbing you of starting. So you can't even get to the fear part of a failure because you won't even start. Listen, there's only but so many YouTube videos, books, articles, people, conversations, coaching, uh, dreaming, writing down, replanning, planning again. There's only but so much you can do. And I'm telling you right now, it's not that that stuff is not important, but I'm learning for myself that stuff is important as I go. The planning and the preparation and the execution is as I go, not before. Because I don't know what I don't know until I actually do it. But doubt will tell you, well, nah, you shouldn't do that. Look, they failed. Look, they didn't get it right. Look, they messed up. And you'll spend more time talking to people who are telling you why you shouldn't and they've never done one time or even tried. Like if you find yourself really getting most of your advice from people who aren't actually um, forcing themselves to be better, forcing themselves to apply themselves over and over and over again, forcing themselves to deal with the challenges of getting better, whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever the case may be. If you're not talking in that circle of people who are really pushing themselves I would highly suggest you find a different circle because otherwise they're reinforcing a fear instead of pushing you past it. That's the problem, right? So if you're not with a circle of people who aren't reinforcing your fears and your doubts, it, it's hard for you to ever start anything. Or you're the person in those circles that is always starting something new every six months. 
Hey, listen, if you're enjoying this episode, and I know you are, there's something that you could help me out with. So right now I am looking for couples, yes, couples who do business together and have a thriving, successful business. Do you know somebody? Does somebody come to mind? Well, great. Here's what I would like for you to do. Make sure that you share this episode or down below, there is actually a form that they can fill out and let us know a little bit about their business and what they actually do together. And guess what? You might be the reason that they're actually a guest right here on the World of According to Chris podcast. That's right. You could be that reason. So if you know a couple who does business together and does pretty well, I'd love to be able to have them on the show and talk with them so that we can all learn together because I am sure you're probably wondering, man, is it possible for me and my lady to actually build a business together? Well, I'm going to tell you right now, my wife and I are doing it together and we are absolutely loving it, but there are so many more couples and I want to make sure that we highlight them and I know you know some. So go ahead, let me know down below. Also, make sure that you get them the form down below and make sure that they fill it out. Let's get back to the episode. So over the summer, you said you were going to do X. Here it is, December. Now you're on to something new. Two, last year, you were going to do this during the pandemic. Didn't happen. Six months later, you were going to do this over the pandemic. Didn't happen, right? You're always going to do, and in the South, we say fixing to, and you never fix it to do it. You never actually do the thing, right? And so it's because you got a lot of doubt and you let doubt dictate whether or not you actually even going to take a step, right? It's, it's kind of like saying, you know, um, I got to get to work today and I got a car outside and I need to drive it. It's full tank of gas. Everything is fine. But I don't know if, you know, things are going to work out at work today. So I'm just going to, I'll just stay at home. I won't go into work. I'll just keep staying at home. And days and days and days keep going by and you're not going to work. Well, guess what? Eventually you won't have a job. You can't. Yes. By the way, um, things have gotten real tight over the pandemic. Well, guess what? Uh, many people are going to work wondering, right? Like, hey, am I going to have a job next week? Right. I'm seeing a lot of changes, a lot of reorgs happening. What's going to happen? But you still get up and go to work, don't you? Because you got to pay bills. The, that leads me to the third one. Lack is robbing you of more. Um, many of us have had so little in life that we won't even try with the little that we have so that we could even have more. Um, great story in the Bible about the guys giving the talents. King goes away. One gets five talents. One gets two. The other one, or the other, well, one gets three and the other one gets one. And the one with the one talent, because he had so little, he buried it and didn't do anything with it. The one with two and the one with five actually went and doubled their money. So the one with two and one with five, King said, man, I appreciate that. Thank y'all. Matter of fact, I'm going to give y'all a little more. I appreciate what doing what y'all doing. You, since you took the one bit that I gave you and ain't do nothing with it, I tell you what, you get out of here. You don't, you don't get deserved to be in my kingdom no more. That, that's basically the story. I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically the story. We do that to ourselves when we say I don't have enough. And you're given an opportunity 
to put yourself in a better position, that training, that coaching, uh, that particular side business, that whatever, right? That, that understanding, that learning. And because we go, well, how much is it? And we let that question tells the other person everything they need to know about us. Oh, you're operating from a, a place of lack. I'm not saying it's not that you don't have to think about how much money you have. What I am saying is, is that one of the constant statements I keep hearing and having to challenge my cell phone, Chris, there are things that you want in life. Instead of saying what you don't have, why don't you figure out what you got to do to go get it? That's the, that's the way I should be thinking. Stop saying what you don't have. Start thinking about, okay, what do I have to do in order to make that a reality in my life and a sustainable reality in my life? What do I got to go do? That forces me to actually start. That forces me to push doubt to the side and push fear and punch that in the face and say, nope, I'm going out here. I'm going to start and I might have to do this a second time. I learned some things from the last time, right? Successful people build upon their failures. Unsuccessful people stack their failures as a reason to not do and then rob everybody else around them of their dreams by telling them, hey, look at my big stack of failures. Don't do because I failed. Right. So those are the three fear is robbing you of a second time. Doubt is robbing you of starting and lack is robbing you of more. I am learning for myself that whatever it is that I feel like I don't have in order to do, I got to immediately challenge myself and say, Chris, what can you do in order to do that or get that or be there or make that happen? You got to start asking yourself. So let me give you a couple of the things that I would say that would help you. Number one, you've got to look at fear, doubt, and lack as the other people in your car, your daily life car. So let's dream up a little bit. Whatever your favorite car is or your dream car is, let's say you have that car right now. All right. Some of you as a Bentley, put it down in the chat, whatever your car is, right? Whatever you want your car to be, whatever your dream car is. Let's say you got that car right now, right? Your favorite car right now is filled with you, Fear, doubt, and lack. All four of y'all are in that car. Here's the problem. You're in the back seat strapped to a baby chair in a straight jacket. And fear, doubt, and lack are the ones that are driving and they're fighting to drive all the time. See, the problem is you're not in control of that really fancy dream you have. You're not making the right moves towards that fancy dream that you have. You're not actually focused right now on December, whatever today is, in order to start next year the right way by doing it now because you're letting fear, doubt, and lack fight for the steering wheel. And what happens all year long and all day long, we crash into all manner of things because you're in the back seat in a child seat strapped to a straitjacket. So here's my advice, and this is something that I do constantly, and I'm, I'm constantly challenging myself on this, but this is just something I wanted to give you. This is just something for me. Number one, um, 
You got to get in the driver's seat of today. Not tomorrow, not next week, not next year. You got to get in the driver's seat of today up here. So there might be some things that you can start doing daily affirmations. You can change the circle of people you hang out with. You can start reading different books. One of the best ways to get in the driver's seat of today up here, change your routine to make it so that you're more productive. So I'll give you an example. So if you're building a side business and you got a regular job, what I would do is I would work my regular job, but maybe during my lunch break, I'm planning out what I'm going to do right after I get, a, get out of work. Right. Maybe I'm going to take two hours after work and actually execute on some things to build my side business. Right. Maybe while I'm at work, I'm, I'm writing down the things that I need to do and execute on. And guess what? When I get off of work, I can execute on those specific tasks to move my side business forward. Right. Or your real estate venture or your learning or your understanding. But what you really got to do is start driving up here every day. If fear, doubt and lack are the ones that's driving, you're never going to be in control of your day. You got to get in control of your day. It might look like, hey, I've got to figure out how do I change up the way I operate? If you've got the same routine every morning, write down everything that you do every morning to get out of the house. What time from the time you wake up to the time you leave the house, write down every single thing that you do. And look for areas where you can make some changes. So I'll give you a perfect example. I hate getting up early in the morning, but for the last two years of my life, I've had to wake up early because we switched when we actually go to see our trainer. My wife and I work out three days a week with our trainer. Well, we were doing it mid morning, which was perfect for my natural sleep schedule because I'm a night owl and I don't like getting up early in the morning. So normally I would wake up right before it's time to go to the workout. And I, we used to work out at like 1030 a.m. Well, that didn't no longer work with my schedule. I had to start being more conscious of what I was doing in my early time in the morning. So guess what? Now my workouts are at 6 a.m. And I've been doing that. I think we've been doing that now for almost like two years, somewhere around there. Right. But what I've been, but when I first started doing it, I couldn't function. So I would go work out and come home and sleep. Right. But now I, I've started to challenge myself over the least the last year. I would challenge myself and say, hey, Chris, instead of just going back to sleep, won't you stay up and go get some work done? Won't you go get ahead of some things? Won't you start writing some stuff down? Why don't you start making a few different reach outs? Won't you start making sure that you're on top of your game? And then when you get sleepy, then go take a nap. Right. If you can, if not, you have to power through it. But that forced me. So I got in control of my day. Right. And I'm still not there because trust me, I'd like today. I was so sleepy after our workout. My workout kicked my butt this morning. Uh, shout out to my trainer, Magic. But she kicked my butt this morning. Um, uh, finished that, shaved, showered, um, came downstairs. I started doing some work and I immediately got sleepy and I, I fell asleep. And my wife let me sleep and I woke up. It was the afternoon and I was out. But the point is, sometimes you got to get in control of your day. The second thing I want you to look at is when it comes to all three D's, the way you don't get robbed no more is you've got to start focusing on completion of a thing. 
it, completing something has to be more important than anything else. You got to start saying, how do I stack things I've completed from Monday to Tuesday, Tuesday to Wednesday, Wednesday to Thursday, Friday, Thursday to Friday, Friday to Saturday, Saturday to Sunday, Sunday to Monday. You've got to start being able to write down actual things towards your dreams and your goal or whatever it is you're trying to get done that you actually completed, not that you talked about. Just because you wrote it down did not mean you did it. Did you actually execute on it? So get in a habit of writing down what you need to complete and actually complete it so that you can see real check marks of things that I completed. And over a week's time, guess what? Now I've completed something and now I'm not being, I'm not, I'm not being robbed of my days. I'm not being robbed of the, of the little times that I could actually be getting some work done that I could be actually executing on my dream that I could be actually focused on some stuff, right? That also tamp down on how much you talk about it because I'm too busy executing. I don't have time to talk about these moves. I'm getting them done, right? And the more you get in that habit, you can, you can, you can get a lot more accomplished. Here's the third thing that I'll give you about not getting robbed in, in these ways. The third thing is this, um, you have to get really relentless about what's stealing time from you. It's a personal journey. Either you want to be honest with yourself or not, but if you spend your evenings watching every TV show, and all of your favorite sports stuff, you're being robbed. You're just being robbed. You can't say I don't have time. If you can literally account from the moment you take your first breath in the morning to the time you actually lay down that you were doing something productive the entire time, bravo to you. Because you're, you're better than 99% of people on the planet. A lot of us still have room for being more productive. I am not saying don't carve out time to just do something fun to give your brain a break. It should be a part of your schedule. But that's something that we've got to start getting better at. Being honest with ourselves and saying, am I actually really that busy? Or do I just tell people that so they'll get out of my face? Because some of us do, and, that, and that's okay. if that's you, that's fine. Now, let me give you a, a, a fourth one that's a bonus so that you're no longer robbed every day by fear, lack, and doubt. You need to start putting stuff on the calendar. Listen, I, I cannot say I like everything on my calendar because <laughs> I, I don't. I, if I showed y'all my calendar and the way my wife and I's calendar operate, you'd be like, there's no way on the planet they get all that done. But my wife and I calendar everything. So let me give you a glimpse of what I mean by our calendar. My wife and I share a calendar. We both have iPhones. You know, you can share a calendar with anybody, whether you're using Google Calendar, whatever. You can share a calendar with somebody. So my wife and I share a calendar. We have a our boys have a calendar on their phones that we can see into and add stuff to. So those that's two calendars. Add three and four because I have a personal calendar for my job and my stuff. My wife has a personal calendar for her business and her stuff, right? 
Then we have a fifth calendar that is really like all the things that she and I have to do with our business that we run together, right? Then we have a immediate family calendar where our immediate family can look at a calendar and see what all we have blocked up and if there's room for us to do other things. That's what, six, seven different calendars? Six, seven, seven different calendars, right? All color coordinated, right? We all got alerts to everything. We know what's happening in our worlds. Now, we also calendar time off too. So we'll say unavailable at a certain time and none of our business people can actually book time with us, right? Because we might be doing something else with the family or whatever the case may be, right? But my point is, please calendar your life. So one, so you can see it. But two, so you can start saying no to stuff that's robbing you of time that you should be productive on the goals and dreams and the stuff that you're trying to get done. So I'll repeat these three. Hopefully this is helpful to you. As I started this out, you're being robbed, okay? If you've ever witnessed a robbery, you know how scary that is. You know how difficult those moments can be, whether you've been robbed in person or you were you showed up at your home or your car or whatever and stuff was missing. Getting robbed is terrible, but here's the three things that I know is robbing us every single day. Your fear is robbing you of doing something a second time. Doubt is robbing you of starting something and lack is robbing you of more. And if you're letting them rob you every single day, you're never in control of your day because we make statements that confirm that we're being robbed. Lack statements, fear statements, doubt statements. So we're bound mentally and we're bound physically. Some of us have never even been on the other side of town because for some reason you heard that ain't nothing over there for me or there's stuff going on on that side of town and it's too far and whatever. Listen, that blows my mind to begin with, but we do it, y'all, we do it. And I'm saying you're robbed of even just seeing what's on the other side of the town you live in. How crazy is that, right? So I want us to change it, all right? So use those three things, try out those tips, see what works best for you, all right? But I want us to stop being robbed of our future, stop being robbed of our day, and sure as heck, I want you to stop being robbed of getting to the things that you said you wanted to have done. Now, you heard me talk about before, January 1st ain't gonna change nothing, especially if you keep getting robbed by fear, lack, lack and doubt. That ain't gonna change a hill of beans. But something can change if you get in the driver's seat and stop letting them three uh, take over your mental steering wheel and got you crashing all over the place and achieving nothing. All right. So hopefully you found this helpful. If you did, feel free, share it. Tell somebody, tag somebody in this. Share it on your social media platforms. This is the world according to Chris. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you found this information helpful. If you did, you go to my website, twac.live. If you want to work with me, if you want to learn more, if you want more extra content, feel free. It's all there. Thank you so much. Have a great day. I'm out. Peace. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.